Good day and welcome to the VMware's multi-cloud podcast series. My name is Eric Nilsson and with me today I have my co-host David Jasso. David, welcome to the show. This is our very first podcast series uh, for multi-cloud. Thanks, Eric. Happy to be here. Uh, let's just talk a little bit about uh, why we're doing a cloud podcast, a multi-cloud podcast series from VMware. Uh, me and you have talked a little bit about you know all the activity that's happening in multi-cloud now. And if you look at the number of clouds VMware is supporting, uh, it's interesting. Why did you think about spinning up a podcast just on this on these these subjects? Yeah, the the idea behind this is really to have something that's really focused on architects, builders, people that are operators, and really um, provide a channel for them to get a lot of rich information. Um, we, you know, the VMware does a great job engaging with customers and accounts, but we tend to really engage the technical influencers downstream, you know, as part of the sales process. And this was just a great opportunity to start getting more information out ahead of that and just helping people get spun up, particularly when you think about all the new things we're doing. Yeah, and I think from an audience perspective, this really is targeting at that cloud architect who really does have to, when you look at how you're going to roll out multi-cloud or even select a cloud solution, you have to look at the architecture and all the pieces that need to be put together. And we were just seeing more and more topics that are just focused on the cloud architect versus the traditional IT yeah, practitioner. Yeah, if you think about a traditional IT practitioner, uh, particularly our, our audience is you know deep in the data center and you know focused on all the technologies within the data center, but you know, more and more our audience is really people that are looking beyond the data center and really thinking about, you know, how do I operate in a cloud environment? How do I build, you know, net new cloud native apps? So, you know, it's really um, incumbent on us to really start to get more information into the hands of those people. And they're, they're not our traditional audience. Well, good. And I'm kind of excited about doing this because I do podcasting. So uh, I'll tell you guys a little bit about myself. But before, David, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Uh, how long have you been at VMware? What have you done in the industry? Let's give our listeners that are joining in with us to go on this multi-cloud podcast journey a little bit of information about yourself. Yeah, great. Thanks for uh, thanks for asking. Um, so I've been with VMware just over eight years. I start. I came over when we were really launching our management business. So VReal people know VRealize, but you, you know it uh, started out as VRealize Operations was really the first thing we launched. And I came over with actually um, a number of people that came over from Hewlett Packard at the time uh, to launch that business. And, uh, you know, we, we started with that. We grew that business. We um, added some new capabilities beyond operations. We added automation. We added, added business management. And now it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a rocking business here at VMware, and it's uh, done well. And then about a year and a half ago, I moved over to uh, the corporate marketing team, focused on uh, cloud marketing. So I've been uh, with that team, really helping to expand what we're doing in that area. Uh, so that's, you know, brings me to where I am now. Um, What'd you do before you came to VM? Yeah, VMware? life before VMware. Actually, um, kind of two lives. One was um, um, sort of you know right out of college. I did some consulting, um, then went back, got my MBA, and after uh, my MBA, joined Hewlett Packard and uh, spent a good 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 number of years there. Sure. Actually, was kind of all over. You know, did a lot of different things. Was in finance, and then um, and then I um, joined. Um, software, um, the software support business doing uh, data warehousing projects. And then after that, went back and I uh, was at corporate again, where I focused on uh, running the um, operations and finance for the legal department. I was uh, working for the general counsel at the time. 
And then from there, branched off, went back into the businesses and was in software, really joined software and uh, life, uh, you know, my current path really began there. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And uh, a lot of world experience, but then settling down into into software and IT. Yeah, I I settled down. I actually... um, um, you know, first role out there was really uh, working with, uh, was, was uh, engineering um, management, basically working with engineering and, um, and uh, marketing, sort of the release cycle stuff, you know, bringing it all together. And then I uh, worked for the CTO of software, which was a great experience in sort of where I started to really get involved with cloud before, before it was called cloud, because uh, a heavy focus on uh, automation and IT modeling and bringing those things together. Sounds like a great story, and uh, looking forward to you know bringing some cool guests in to expand the you know the architectural discussion around how to implement cloud solutions. So yeah, uh, yeah nice history. My own history kind of starts uh, when I graduated college. I went to IBM uh, and worked at IBM in Boca Raton on the original PC XT80 when we did MS DOS. All right, uh, so cool. that kind of sets my age, right? I've yeah. been around for a, a while. I got a degree in software uh, from University of Florida in uh, software uh, program in uh, University of Florida. I also did a dual degree in marketing. So I did both and IBM kind of was a marketing group, but I worked in, soft, worked in software and built uh, business applications for IBM and Bo- Boca Raton for the original PCXT XT-AT line. Cool. Uh, yeah, so it's, uh, that's where... I, I have to say I remember using that line. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It, it, it became popular and if we had only uh, done the license right with, uh, uh, with uh, Mr. Gates, we wouldn't have had a cologne market, but uh, that's IBM's mistake. And then I went uh, I actually left IBM. Uh, they moved out of South Florida, and I worked for a company in Miami. And I actually ran a data center, right? So cool. Uh, and uh, yeah, I love love uh, SCO Unix at the time, right? We used SCO Unix to run the run the data center back at the time. Small systems, yep. right? Um, and then uh, slowly, uh, eventually, then worked there a few years, ran the data center. Then it came to California and got back into software engineering, where I worked on. Uh, for Lockman Associates doing a small Unix port, right? They cool. competed against SCO Unix, then moved uh, up to Silicon Valley and ended up at Sun Microsystems. Sun bought Lockman to do their own version of Solaris. All right. And so worked in the OS group and ran and managed an OS group, uh, worked uh, uh, in the operating systems team in MPK 17 at Sun for uh, many years, probably 10 years. Uh, and then eventually uh, left and we, we actually started getting into virtualization with an N1 product, yep. which was you know a dollar per minute per CPU kind of paradigm, and I thought that VM, the startup uh, VMware, had a much more interesting paradigm where they c- encapsulated the entire payload in a one big unit, yep. right? Which was the VM at the time, or a VM. Yep. Uh, and so then uh, came to VMware because I thought that technology was better, but at the same time started getting into back to my marketing roots, um, where I thought social media and community marketing was much more interesting and so i switched and came and started to learn marketing right which yeah is a that, that's awesome yeah big, I, th- I big mean move i'm thinking about joining when i was thinking about joining vm vmware one of the really big projects at the time was um was project redwood if you recall what sure. redwood was about that was really around what became uh, vcloud director basically and the foundations for the you know the software defined data center and moving us to really starting to to tackle cloud 
type right. issues. Right. And I still have racks at San Jose that I run for fun projects. I got a cage and I run uh, vSphere there. And so spend some time dabbling with the tech at the same time. I uh, got my VCP along the journey. Uh, been here 12 years, uh, 12 plus years. And uh, it's been been fun to watch the company go from virtualization, yep. you know, the core of uh, P to V, right? Yep. You know, and that value proposition into storage and then into networking and now into cloud, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and I've come along with the journey. We, I, I do do social media evangelism, so I run a weekly podcast already. Uh, and this one is, I think, much more uh, technical around focused on the architects. And so yeah, uh, like that, that ability. That's exactly right. Our, our goal really is to focus on the architects in this program, you know, the, the builders, the operators, people that really need some technical depth. Um, you know, sort of, you know, where we're as a company, um, we've, as you said, we've sort of expanded so much. We're now focusing on modern apps and managing the public cloud directly. And, you know, what we're trying to present to, you know, the technical audience is a full scope of materials that help them really understand, you know, how that all comes together. Because if you, if you, if you don't see that bigger picture, it kind of feels like, you know, this sort of isolated, we're in this and then that. But, you know, the reality is it's a pretty broad scope and it all makes sense. I mean, the kind of things we're driving through with, to with the portfolio are really around this idea of like, you know, seamless portability across any, any environment, multi-cloud really, right? Where, you know, it's not, I'm not just on Amazon, I'm not just in the data center, I can easily move across all of that. Right. Um, you know, helping organizations accelerate their application portfolios. I, you know, there's this quote floating around that we're, you know, comes up all the time, this idea that, you know, more software will be built in the next uh, five years than was built in the last 40 years, right? So sure. that's being built as cloud native. So, um, you know, we want to be able to help people with that too. And then finally, connecting the dots all the way back to what, what our sort of roots were, right? To virtualization and the data center and then extending that to the full stack and then running that now in all the hyperscalers, and, and it's a pretty broad spectrum, but most people aren't even aware of it. Most people, even, even our traditional audience, uh, I spent uh, a, last month, I was out a couple different DevOps days. So I was in uh, Portland, and I was in, um, also in Boston. And, you know, I would start every conversation, like, how familiar are you guys with what we've been doing in the last couple of years? And they're like, zero, right? It's like, no, I'm not familiar. I know you guys maybe as a, as a hypervisor company. And so I'd start with telling them about modern apps and then working backwards to right. um, public cloud. And it was Right, and there's just a lot of information out there that our traditional guys don't know. Absolutely. And I, I'll give you the, the example I like to point out is Iman Benjamin, right, who will be our first yep. guest on our, our next podcast, is talking about a cloud runtime, right? And when you get into a cloud runtime, right, like what is a cloud runtime, right? And he gets fairly technical on components you need in an architecture to have a truly multi-cloud cloud runtime that would be available that allows your cloud native app to move from point A to point B, right, and have all the features you need in order to support that application. Yeah, ab absolutely. I think, um, yeah. you know, it's a great example of the kind of content we want to put in the hands of our audience where, um, you know, he's talking about a runtime across any cloud, right? Not just, right. you know, what how you would run on the public cloud or how you run in the data center or even how you run in a hybrid cloud. It's like, how do you take, and it, specifically, I think what he's, you know, a big part of this is this notion of a service mesh, right? Which most people think about in the context of containers. How do you take that concept and really extend it to multi-cloud and you're dealing with traditional applications as well and unify their performance across any environment? environment. Right. That's the kind of things that uh, Ahmad's working on. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, the persona of who we're, you know, 
talking about, which is the cloud architect. I know you guys have done some research on on who is the cloud architect. Uh, so many. Why don't you take us through a little bit of uh, who we identify as cloud yeah, architects? Yeah. So um, you know, we I spent a lot of time as part of spinning up this project talking to different folks, both within the company that had a view to this persona, as well as talking to some of these people directly that are our customers. And what you find is that they really form the bridge between what the business wants to do and then what is available in the cloud. So these these people typically are you know deeply spun up on one or more of the public clouds, um, but they're also now having to branch back and think about what's happening in the data center and how does that become part of the picture. Um, what's interesting about these folks is you know sort of you, you ask them how they get information and it's it's no surprise that. Uh, you know, for for many of them, their first their first visit is to Google, right? I, I'm doing X, Y, and Z, and you know, and then whatever pops up, you know, they follow the breadcrumbs, right? But um, you know, they they tend to lean towards you know you know easily digestible information in the beginning. So YouTube's and you know podcasts like this are important. Um, but also, um, you know, they spend a lot of time on the on the hyperscalers, right? You know, trying to figure out what they're doing. Um, I think as we progress, there's recognition that you know, in a multi-cloud world, I can't just rely on the hyperscalers. They're not going to give me all the answers. The other thing that I'll, that was really interesting, and I think that this was really exciting to me, was this idea that uh, these folks are continuous learners, but they're also um, willing to relearn things that they that are sort of you would think are settled ground, basically. Uh, but they need the cues from the marketplace to go do it. So this, I think that's what really uh, um, you know sort of amazing and appealing about this audience is just you know how how voracious they are about learning new things. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, it's interesting because when you're considering multi-cloud, what I'm seeing in the industry is that different clouds have different uh, offerings that they excel at, right? Mm -hmm. And so a true architect architecture that's going to win are I'm going to pull some features from Google because they have really good features in this particular market segment, right? Yep, Whether it absolutely. be AI, right? So Google does, excels in AI. So when you're offering up your business units or an architecture for AI, ignoring Google is not a good thing, right? And your business is going to come drive you to that. And so yet at the same time, when you look at AWS and what they're good at, right? Yep. And look at Amazon, uh, Microsoft and Azure and what they're good at. It turns out that architecturally, you can go a single cloud, but over time, you're going to have to learn how to weave in these best-of-breed services coming from the other hyperscalers. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I think a lot of organizations today tend to focus almost in a mono-cloud kind of operation, but the reality is, um, you know, there's there's things that are running in the data center that they have to connect to. There's things that are running in different, you know, different providers that they'll want to take advantage of, as you said, you know, you think about this as access to innovation. Um, and so I think we are approaching this world where people have to be able to tie things together more seamlessly than they have been able to up to this point. Yeah, that makes sense. So um, you're running a cloud marketing program, and I don't think we mentioned your title, which is Director of Cloud Marketing yep. at VMware. Um, what, do you, what do you kind of expect to get out of your program as you go forward? Yeah, I think the things we're trying to do is, as I said, uh, you know, provide more access to technical content across a broad range of topics that relate to the, the key areas of focus for the company. So you know, how do you do hybrid cloud? How do you do you know, multi-cloud, integrate beyond the hybrid cloud, a public company? Uh, 
public cloud? How do you do modern apps? And so the content we're really developing and trying to work across with a lot of people uh, is focused on going deeper in those areas, right? Providing them access to information that really helps them broaden their perspective. Uh, a lot of awareness building, but we'll, you know, we'll so we'll have content, but we'll also be at events uh, and, you know, providing webinars and other vehicles uh, for them as well. I see a, a, a connectivity in your program to the, our traditional products as well. Uh, yesterday I was talking, uh, the vRealize Operations guys, 8.0 was out. Yep. And uh, they, they start talking about uh, vRealize Operations 8 being a SaaS service and that we're going to be offering up a, you know, vRealize Operations SaaS on cloud. I never actually asked them which cloud they're actually going to spin this up on. Yep. But you can see that even traditional what we call heritage apps, which is our core technologies, are going to be part of that cloud architecture that you're going to have to choose how to roll out. You know, even heritage apps, you know, can end up in the cloud. Yeah, I love the word heritage apps, right? We were trying to not say legacy anymore, heritage and vintage. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, but, you know, absolutely right. Um, you know, and I, you know, the vRealize suite's a great example of something that's evolving really um, to be part of this multi-cloud picture. I mean, the primary focus is around extending initially around hybrid cloud and being able to support that kind of environment. Uh, but yeah, I think the whole portfolio, you know, over time, you know, be, just becomes part of what we're doing across that multi-cloud landscape. And vRealize is a great example. They've been moving forward for quite some time. And actually, they started with um, taking vRealize automation and then automating a lot, you know, creating a SaaS service for that. It was really an evolution beyond what uh, vRealize was. And now you're seeing with ops. So I think the whole portfolio um, is coming forward in that way and becomes part of this picture of multi-cloud. And there's some great architectural components to it that our cloud architects are going to need to know about. You know, there's a there's a proxy that uh, that proxies yeah. data back and forth from your enterprise out into cloud services. And how do you set up those proxies? How secure are they? You know, needing to know the architectural details because if you're if you're designing this as a solution for your company, uh, these details matter. Yeah, absolutely. The architect matters. And in fact, there's uh, some great stuff coming out by uh, Greg Lavender, our new CTO. That where he makes the point that uh, if you don't focus on, on architecture, it's really hard to be successful bringing things together. And it, given the, the sort of intricacy and the level of interconnection between all these different cloud environments. And so, um, I mean, he says something along the lines of, you know, it's really hard to be successful if, if you if you have a crappy architecture or something now, like that. Now, we're going to bring <laughs> listeners along this journey of yep. a podcast, right? And uh, one of the things I got I to gotta ask you, are, are we allowed to talk about failures too? I mean, I, I look at yeah. uh, online, I, I, I did the Google thing, right? Yep. I go out and I Google, how did these guys do yep. this, right? Yep. And then I, I always get some interesting videos that talk about, well, we implemented this and here are the three areas that yep. we have to do differently next time we do this. Yeah. Are we allowed to uh, also look at some, oh, of, the, yeah, some of the use cases I, and I, failures I to think absolutely. help architects understand uh, good ways and bad ways and learn from our every the community's mistakes? Yeah, I think uh, being able to talk about failure and things that didn't work um, in the context of like what do you do, right? You know, what is the right answer? Uh, super important, right? Because uh, you've got to learn from uh, you know, I think there's this quote floating around, it's uh, Life's too short to make all the mistakes yourself. You have to be, learn, be able to learn from the, from the mistakes of others. <laughs> right, right. So those topics, obviously, you know, use cases and best architectural components. Yep. Are there other things that we should be covering on uh, on this? Yeah, uh, I, you know, podcast? we're you know we're, we're you know in the first pass of this, and we we've tried to identify some really good meaty 
areas that are important to people broadly, right? Particularly uh, new audience as well. And um, so we'll be digging into them to really sort of look at all the architectural components. What are the offerings? How do they work? Um, and, you know, great examples, what, what's happening with uh, VMware Tanzu now, right? I, I've, you know, I, I think uh, particularly within the company, you know this, right? Everybody's asking, what's going on with Tanzu? What's going on with Tanzu, right? And what are we doing? Um, so for those that aren't familiar, Tanzu really represents our modern apps portfolio. And, uh, you know, it's brand new, quite frankly. You know, a lot of people don't know about it. So it's a great opportunity to get out new information. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think actually I misspoke in that we, uh, the first release of our uh, multi-cloud podcast is actually on Tanzu. Exactly. Uh, and so, we, and then we're doing EMOD next, yep. right? And we have, we actually have Tanzu recorded in the bag yeah. ready to release next that's week. That's right. right? Which, is, which is great. And it, that's exactly it. If you, still, you start looking at, you know, the architecture of Tanzu and you talk to the Heptio people we we do and you listen to their design paradigm it's like stuff i'd never heard before yep. right and uh, i don't want to say i'm drinking the kool-aid but i think that if you are really building you know service mesh <laughs> uh, networks uh, or architectures and you're you're looking at how to do hybrid cloud native versus uh heritage apps yep. and how those plug together these topics are stuff that uh, Traditionally, if I'm an IT guy trying to lay out stuff, I haven't had to really deal with this. Yep. So some of these experts that we're bringing in really do bring stuff that I hadn't really ever thought of or heard of. So yeah, it's yeah, going to be great. You, you hit it on the head. I think you think about some of the things that were announced at uh, VMworld around Tanzu project, you know, project specific Pacific. Right. Sorry about that. In particular, uh, is a great example, right, where we're really bringing. Um, Kubernetes to the masses, right? Where that becomes part of uh, vSphere, very you know tightly integrated with vSphere. So I think that's really exciting. The other thing that that team's um, uh, looking at, which is you know pr the primary reason we wanted to talk to them, was around this notion of mission control, which uh, allows you to sort of unify your management of Kubernetes clusters wherever they're at, whatever cloud they're on, however they were created, uh, and that's pretty exciting as well. Yeah. All right. So we're setting up for the year. I know we're going to be at VMworld. Um, so we, we, we can add in a little real time into into the <laughs> into the podcast, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, so we can maybe we can tell some jokes along the way <laughs> so we can uh, we can have some fun. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, and uh, you guys uh, who are listening can get to know myself and David. Uh, David's a great guy. I'm a great guy, I think. Right. Yeah, so, absolutely. So it should should be a good journey. And I think the people that we're going to be interviewing are far superior in intelligence and knowledge when it comes to these topics than we are exactly <laughs> uh, so we'll just probably try to be your your guide and uh if people want to reach out to us and give us topic ideas that you're facing in a multi-cloud environment your cloud architect we'd love to hear from you guys right um, yep. and i'm on twitter at e-r-i-c-n-i-p-r-o yep. so you can uh, always follow me i i cross follow all everyone back uh and then you can direct message us and give us some ideas or if you think that you have something valid you'd like to come on the show and be a part of the show certainly give us some ideas and uh, we, we're happy to expand that uh, I assume they can reach out to you yeah. too and you're uh, probably on Twitter as yeah, well David J at 7494 David J at 7494 oh, say David J 7494 David J 7494 so it's at, at David, David J 7494 is there 7,494 no, <laughs> David J's out there no, 73 just, uh, so you got number, the extra a, one a one I could remember basically 7494 David J at 7494 so give us a follow we'll follow you back you can direct tweet us and uh, tell us what topics are of interest to you 
I know we have some topics yep. on board that yep. we're gonna we're gonna be recording for the rest of the year. Um, do we know what our cadence is uh, yeah. for this? Yeah, we're shooting for about uh, every three weeks is sort of how we're gonna come out. Uh, right. We may accelerate that as we go. Right. Um, but uh, and on some of those topics, uh, additional ones, uh, just highlight a couple, a few that are you know we know about, but we'll add to this as we go, and and we'll continue to do new things on the topics we. We already have slated. We've got um, some great stuff coming up with Bill Shetty. He leads a team of cloud evangelists, and uh, they've been doing a ton of work around in the area of continuous integration, continuous delivery, and you know taking our products and taking other third-party products and bringing those together um, and showing how they work together and you know how you integrate them and how do you bring them into a continuous integration, continuous delivery uh, process. A big part of what they're doing is this uh, idea of called uh, continuous verification. How do you bring more work that tends to be post uh, post uh, deployment into the deployment process? So that's an, one area. Uh, another area that we're looking at is really around uh, you know multi-cloud management. You know the we've you know we've we've expanded our portfolio into this area of of cost optimization and security for public clouds uh, with the acquisition of Cloud Health and the addition of Secure State. Uh, and we're going to explore those in depth as well. And then uh, another area is um, uh, a guy named Tom Hyde, as part of our professional services, came in with a great company called Momentum SI uh, probably five, six years ago now. Uh, and they're doing some uh, very uh, great work around how do you use data requirements to then identify what you want to do, how you want to build your apps in a multi-cloud environment. So a few of the examples. There would be many more. That sounds it sounds sounds awesome. I I look forward to you know getting Jeff Bezos on the on the podcast yeah. so we can talk <laughs> AWS and maybe we'll get somebody from Microsoft. Oh, it's a CEO of Microsoft. We'll bring him in. No, we're not aiming that high. Yeah. And we're really targeting uh, you know the technical leaders who are actually helping build out. I mean, I even look at uh, Joe Betos from uh, uh, oh, yeah. Heptio, and you know he runs his uh, uh, Friday podcast yeah, where he talks awesome. uh, talks about uh, live stream on just really in-depth topics and so even getting everybody exposed to the ecosystem and just be a pointer for other great things that are happening around multi-cloud i think is uh, part of uh, what we're trying to accomplish here as we bring guests in to talk about that yeah absolutely and uh you know for almost all these areas there are other there are other content that will be available you know but we'll use this to you know highlight them them. and showcase them and then um, also point people to those that content as well Yep, perfect. Uh, and so uh, once every three or four weeks is great because I think what we want to spend time is actually you know building a good agenda, building a tight agenda. I run a weekly podcast where it's community oriented. Mm-hmm. We don't have a very tight agenda because it's just we want yeah. to have them every week to say hello to the community. Where this one is really, we're going to drill down on the topics, make sure that the guys that are coming in uh, have the topics they want to cover so that you're not wasting your time just listening to us banter. Uh, and I think that that Emad Benjamin and the guys from uh, Heptios were, were great guests that uh, really have some detailed topics to cover that are good for cloud, yep, cloud architects. Absolutely. Yep. Right. yep. All right. Well, this is just an intro to the multi-cloud podcast and multi-cloud because we're on on Amazon uh, AWS, we're on Microsoft Azure, we're on IBM uh, Blue yep. something. Yeah, uh, IBM Cloud. cloud. Uh, all the hyperscalers and then those right. other big clouds as well. Right. Right. Yep. So so uh, hopefully we can. Uh, 
uh, sit at the top level and cover topics that cross all of those clouds. And I hope everybody joins and uh, puts us uh, on their iTunes uh, podcast list. Uh, we'll, we'll be publishing them on iTunes uh, and hopefully we'll get them on Google Play as well. And uh, then we'll also put them up on TalkShoe so that multi-places you can go pull them down, add them into your commute rotation if you got a commute. If you don't, lucky you. And uh, hopefully we can be part of uh, your educational journey as we go forward. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. David, uh, thanks a lot. I'm looking forward to it as well. And uh, we will get the, we have the next one in the can. So we were, we're going to record Iman Benjamin on mm-hmm. uh, the uh, uh, application platform. Application runtime. Yep. Right, for clouds. And, uh, and then we'll move on. So thanks a lot. And we'll see you again uh, in three weeks. All right. Thank you so much.